Chapter Sixteen of At the Back of the North Wind. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. At the Back of the North Wind by George MacDonald. Chapter Sixteen. Diamond makes a beginning. The wind blew loud, but Diamond slept a deep sleep and never heard it. My own impression is that every time when Diamond slept well and remembered nothing about it in the morning. He had been all that night at the back of the north wind. I am almost sure that was how he woke so refreshed, and felt so quiet and hopeful all the day. Indeed he said this much, though not to me, that always when he woke from such a sleep, there was something in his mind he could not tell what, could not tell whether it was the last far-off sounds of the river dying away in the distance, or some of the words of the endless song his mother had read to him on the seashore. Sometimes he thought it must have been the twittering of the swallows, over the shallows, you know, but it may have been the chirping of the dingy sparrows picking up their breakfast in the yard. How can I tell? I don't know what I know, I only know what I think. And to tell the truth, I am more for the swallows than the sparrows. When he knew he was coming awake, he would sometimes try hard to keep hold of the words of what seemed a new song, one he had not heard before, a song in which the words and the music somehow appeared to be all one. But even when he thought he had got them well fixed in his mind, ever as he came awaker, as he would say, one line faded away out of it, and then another, and then another, till at last there was nothing left but some lovely picture of water or grass or daisies or something else very common but with all the commonness polished off it and the lovely soul of it which people so seldom see and alas yet seldomer believe in shining out but after that he would sing the oddest loveliest little songs to the baby of his own making his mother said but diamond said he did not make them they were made somewhere inside him, and he knew nothing about them till they were coming out. When he woke that first morning he got up at once, saying to himself, I've been ill long enough, and have given a great deal of trouble. I must try and be of use now, and help my mother. When he went into her room he found her lighting the fire, and his father just getting out of bed. They had only the one room, besides the little one, not much more than a closet, in which Diamond slept. He began at once to set things to rights, but the baby waking up, he took him and nursed him till his mother had got the breakfast ready. She was looking gloomy, and his father was silent, and indeed except Diamond had done all he possibly could to keep out the misery that was trying to get in at doors and windows, he too would have grown miserable and then they would have been all miserable together. But to try to make others comfortable is the only way to get right comfortable ourselves, and that comes partly of not being able to think so much about ourselves when we are helping other people. For ourselves will always do pretty well if we don't pay them too much attention. Ourselves are like some little children who will be happy enough, so long as they are left to their own games. But when we begin to interfere with them, and make them presents of too nice playthings, or too many sweet things, they begin at once to fret and spoil. "'Why, Diamond Child,' said his mother at last, "'you're as good to your mother as if you were a girl, nursing the baby and toasting the bread and sweeping up the hearth. 
i declare a body would think you had been among the fairies could diamond have had greater praise or greater pleasure you see when he forgot his self his mother took care of his self and loved and praised his self our own praises poison ourselves and puff and swell them up till they lose all shape and beauty and become like great toadstools but the praises of father or mother do ourselves good and comfort them and make them beautiful they never do them any harm if they do any harm it comes of our mixing some of our own praises with them and that turns them nasty and slimy and poisonous when his father had finished his breakfast which he did rather in a hurry he got up and went down into the yard to get out his horse and put him to the cab won't you come and see the cab diamond he said yes please father if mother can spare me a minute answered diamond bless the child i don't want him said his mother cheerfully but as he was following his father out of the door she called him back diamond just hold the baby one minute i have something to say to your father so diamond sat down again took the baby in his lap and began poking his face into its little body laughing and singing all the while so that the baby crowed like a little bantam and what he sang was something like this such nonsense to those that couldn't understand it but not to the baby who got all the good in the world out of it baby's sleeping wake up baby for all the swallows are the merriest fellows and have the yellowest children who would go sleeping and snore like a gabby disturbing his mother and father and brother and all aboring their ears with his snoring 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 for himself and no other for himself in particular wake up baby sit up perpendicular hark to the gushing hark to the rushing where the sheep are the wooliest and the lambs the unruliest and their tails the whitest and their eyes the brightest and baby's the bonniest and baby's the funniest and baby's the shiniest and baby's the tiniest and baby's the merriest and baby's the worriest of all the lambs that plague their dams and mother's the whitest of all the dams that feed the lambs that go crop cropping without stop stopping and father's the best of all the swallows that build their nests out of the shining shallows and he has the merriest children that's baby and diamond and diamond and baby and baby and diamond and diamond and baby here diamond's knees went off in a wild dance which tossed the baby about and shook the laughter out of him in immoderate peals his mother had been listening at the door to the last few lines of his song and came in with the tears in her eyes she took the baby from him gave him a kiss and told him to run to his father by the time diamond got into the yard the horse was between the shafts and his father was looping the traces on diamond went round to look at the horse the sight of him made him feel very queer he did not know much about different horses and all other horses than their own were very much the same to him but he could not make it out this was diamond and it wasn't diamond diamond didn't hang his head like that yet the head that was hanging was very like the one that diamond used to hold so high diamond's bones didn't show through his skin like that but the skin they pushed out of shape so was very like diamond's skin and the bones might be diamond's bones for he had never seen the shape of them but when he came round in front of the old horse and he put out his long neck and began sniffing at him and rubbing his upper lip and his nose on him then diamond saw it could be no other than old diamond 
and he did just as his father had done before put his arms round his neck and cried but not much ain't it jolly father he said was there ever anybody so lucky as me dear old diamond and he hugged the horse again and kissed both his big hairy cheeks he could only manage one at a time however the other cheek was so far off on the other side of his big head his father mounted the box with just the same air as diamond thought with which he had used to get upon the coach-box and diamond said to himself father's as grand as ever anyhow he had kept his brown livery coat only his wife had taken the silver buttons off and put brass ones instead because they did not think it polite to mr coleman in his fallen fortunes to let his crest be seen upon the box of a cab old diamond had kept just his collar and that had the silver crest upon it still for his master thought nobody would notice that and so let it remain for a memorial of the better days of which it reminded him not unpleasantly seeing it had been by no fault either of his or of the old horses that they had come down in the world together oh father do let me drive a bit said diamond jumping up on the box beside him his father changed places with him at once putting the reins into his hands diamond gathered them up eagerly don't pull at his mouth said his father just feel at it gently to let him know you're there and attending to him that's what i call talking to him through the reins yes father i understand said diamond then to the horse he said go on diamond and old diamond's ponderous bulk began at once to move to the voice of the little boy but before they had reached the entrance of the mews another voice called after young diamond which in his turn he had to obey for it was that of his mother diamond diamond it cried and diamond pulled the reins and the horse stood still as a stone husband said his mother coming up you're never going to trust him with the reins a baby like that he must learn some day and he can't begin too soon i see already he's a born coachman said his father proudly and i don't see well how he could escape it for my father and my grandfather that's his great-grandfather was all coachmen i'm told so it must come natural to him any one would think besides you see old diamond's as proud of him as we were our own selves wife don't you see how he's turning round his ears with the mouths of them open for the first word he speaks to tumble in he's too well-bred to turn his head you know well but husband i can't do without him to-day everything's got to be done you know it's my first day here and there's that baby bless you wife i never meant to take him away only to the bottom of endell street he can watch his way back no thank you father not to-day said diamond mother wants me perhaps she'll let me go another day very well my man said his father and took the reins which diamond was holding out to him diamond got down a little disappointed of course and went with his mother who was too pleased to speak she only took hold of his hand as tight as if she had been afraid of his running away instead of glad that he would not leave her now although they did not know it the owner of the stables the same man who had sold the horse to his father had been standing just inside one of the stable doors with his hands in his pockets and had heard and seen all that passed 
and from that day john stonecrop took a great fancy to the little boy and this was the beginning of what came of it the same evening just as diamond was feeling tired of the day's work and wishing his father would come home mr stonecrop knocked at the door his mother went and opened it good evening ma'am said he is the little master in yes to be sure he is at your service i'm sure mr stonecrop said his mother no no ma'am it's i'm at his service i'm just a-going out with my own cab and if he likes to come with me he shall drive my old horse till he's tired it's getting rather late for him said his mother thoughtfully you see he's been an invalid diamond thought what a funny thing how could he have been an invalid when he did not even know what the word meant but of course his mother was right oh well said mr stonecrop i can just let him drive through bloomsbury square and then he shall run home again very good sir and i'm much obliged to you said his mother and diamond dancing with delight got his cap put his hand in mr stonecrop's and went with him to the yard where the cab was waiting he did not think the horse looked nearly so nice as diamond nor mr stonecrop nearly so grand as his father but he was none the less pleased he got up on the box and his new friend got up beside him what's the horse's name whispered diamond as he took the reins from the man it's not a nice name said mr stonecrop you needn't call him by it i didn't give it him he'll go well enough without it give the boy a whip jack i never carries one when i drive old he didn't finish the sentence jack handed diamond a whip with which by holding it half down the stick he managed just to flack the haunches of the horse and away he went mind the gate said mr stonecrop and diamond did mind the gate and guided the nameless horse through it in safety pulling him this way and that according as was necessary diamond learned to drive all the sooner that he had been accustomed to do what he was told and could obey the smallest hint in a moment nothing helps one to get on like that some people don't know how to do what they are told they have not been used to it and they neither understand quickly or are able to turn what they do understand into action quickly with an obedient mind one learns the rights of things fast enough for it is the law of the universe and to obey is to understand look out cried mr stonecrop as they were turning the corner into bloomsbury square it was getting dusky now a cab was approaching rather rapidly from the opposite direction and diamond pulling aside and the other driver pulling up they only just escaped a collision then they knew each other why diamond it's a bad beginning to run into your own father cried the driver but father wouldn't it have been a bad ending to run into your own son said diamond in return and the two men laughed heartily this is very kind of you i'm sure stonecrop said his father not a bit he's a brave fellow and'll be fit to drive on his own hook in a week or two but i think you'd better let him drive you home now for his mother don't like his having over much of the night air and i promise not to take him farther than the square come along then diamond said his father as he brought his cab up to the other and moved off the box to the seat beside it diamond jumped across caught at the reins and said good night and thank you mr stonecrop and drove away home feeling more of a man than he had ever yet had a chance of feeling in all his life 
nor did his father find it necessary to give him a single hint as to his driving only i suspect the fact that it was old diamond and old diamond on his way to his stable may have had something to do with young diamond's success well child said his mother when he entered the room you've not been long gone no mother here i am give me the baby the baby's asleep said his mother then give him to me and i'll lay him down but as diamond took him he woke up and began to laugh for he was indeed one of the merriest children and no wonder for he was as plump as a plum pudding and had never had an ache or a pain that lasted more than five minutes at a time diamond sat down with him and began to sing to him baby baby babbing your father's gone a-cabbing to catch a shilling for its pence to make the baby babbing dance for old diamond's a duck they say he can swim but the duck of diamond's is baby that's him and of all the swallows the merriest fellows that bake their cake with the water they shake out of the river flowing for ever and make dust into clay on the shiniest day to build their nest father's the best and mother's the whitest and her eyes are the brightest of all the dams that wash their lambs cropping the grass where the waters pass singing for ever and of all the lambs with the shakingest tails and the jumpingest feet baby's the funniest baby's the bonniest and he never wails and he's always sweet and diamond's his nurse and diamond's his nurse and diamond's his nurse when diamond's rhymes grew scarce he always began dancing the baby some people wondered that such a child could rhyme as he did but his rhymes were not very good for he was only trying to remember what he had heard the river sing at the back of the north wind End of chapter sixteen recording by maricel quee